The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in that chair at Mission Control, making us sound good today, celebrating his 70th birthday. Happy birthday to Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Nice. Carl Weathers is 70. Oh, man. That's Apollo Creed. That is Apollo Creed. That is, uh, did he play himself on Arrested Development? That might be true. You got that bone? That's you, got, you got you a stew. You were watching this. I saw in your tweets you were watching. Uh, I watched, yeah. You watched some Rocky. Rocky that, Four yeah, was okay. on AMC last night, yeah. and I happened to catch it at the, the exact right moment, which is you got to get past the first half. You got you, you got to get to the yeah. you got to get to the you got to get to the montage mm-hmm. training the the over the top training montage, um, where they play Hearts on Fire. And I think the guy who writes it, I think his last name is Tepper. The guy who wrote that song. Oh, good. Um, in any case, um, I watched that. You'll never guess, but uh, Rocky won. Yeah. He won. Yeah, he won the Cold War. He won the Cold War. Congratulations to him. All right. Uh, and we're still fighting it today. <laughs> and sitting to my right, the strong bat to my trog door, our oh, West African Strong bat. Nice. Oh, Ishmael Johnson. Goodness. Did you see what I, you, I know you don't do Twitter, but. I missed this, I guess. Um, trog door is 16 years old. Wow. Whoa. 16 years old. God, that, that means is, Homestar Runner is about, what, 18 years old? That is, I mean, the thing is, yeah. this is pre-YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, these were flash videos. You yeah. had to go to a website to Homestarrunner.com. find Homestarrunner.com. Homestarrunner.com. Yeah. Man. Um, I'm looking to see what's up there. It's still up. It's still up? I've, I, about once a year, I swing by Homestarrunner.com just oh, to I got to enable flash. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> is that not an indictment of, of everything that's changed since then? Uh, uh, yeah. The, um... It, it, yeah, Trogdor the Burninator is 16 yep. years old, if you ever wanted to feel old. Um, okay, that's wild. The, the, a lot of people, uh, by the way, a lot of people commenting on your facial hair right now. Yeah, so I don't have to do anything besides, like, in a public setting. No bes- TV for you right besides now. Besides this show yeah. until next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday, yeah. which is um, I got to do the four player of the year banquet. Okay. And so I'm kind of thinking, oh, why not? <laughs> What else you know? are you doing? What else am I doing? Yeah, fair enough. Because you met my father. Yeah. My father. Mighty mustache. Exceptional mustache. Yeah. Just a really impressive mustache. Derek Long-esque. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so we will, uh, yeah, we'll just see. I don't know. I just, I, I've just, been, this is not an, in, this has not been an intentional choice. It's just, I've been lazy. Yeah. And now we'll see how long my laziness lasts. That's great. Uh, by the way, Ish, <laughs> uh, Ruben Rios says, just download Real Player, the latest edition of Real Player. <laughs> You just need to update your real player. Just update yeah. your real, real player and it'll yeah, work. Do you have enough Netscape that, hours? That is, we're making some old man jokes today. today is money. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of 17-year-olds watching this show going, what? what? 
Comstar runner? I was one. <laughs> uh, today is Monday, January 14th, 2019, 318 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 689. 689, Gerald Laird's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That's three catchers in a row. Wow. Uh, Gerald Laird was a an actual catcher action yeah, on the show uh, right 374 now. games from 2003 okay. to 2008. All right. On today's show, guys, we are going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year nominees. Uh, we're going to talk about a very exciting new thing that's on the website. Uh, that I think people have been missing. And then back half of the show, we had a wonderful conversation with the new head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs. Burnett, darn it. Coach <laughs> Jared Reed joined, or Jared Reed, Jared Rye joined us. Yeah. Oh, why is it Reed? I don't know. Either. Do I know a Jared Reed? Jared Probably. Rye joined us. Yeah. Uh, excited. Uh, we had a great conversation with him. Um, great dude. A really good guy and, 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 and getting, you know, uh, a team that was unbelievably young this year. Uh, he's going to take over. Um, as as the new head coach, his first head coaching job. Excited to, uh, it was a good opportunity to talk with Coach Rye. We'll talk with him coming up here at the back half of the show. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put on put in on behalf of their teams. Um, you may remember that each week during the season, Texas football staff nominated four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Uh, we let that you decide via Twitter poll. It leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Well, here we are at the end of the season, and it is now time. It's long past the end of the season. I, I know. I've been growing out my facial hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've uh, we've come to the uh, the the. Uh, a very difficult decision of nominating four nominees for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, the highest honor uh, for an assistant coach in the state of Texas. Um, the Twitter poll is going up today, I believe right after the show, mm-hmm. uh, at, at DCTF is where you can vote. Uh, and then we will announce the winner on this show on Friday, Friday, January 18th, here on Texas Football Today, we will announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year winner here on the show. So it's all up to you. We nominate the four guys, but then you guys decide who the winner is. Without further ado, the four nominees for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. Mason Defensive Coordinator Michael McLeod. I think that anybody who watched Mason at all this year, including in the state championship game with their win over New Deal, came away impressed with their defense, the way that they played uh, to shut down New Deal in that title game was just a, an exclamation point on an already dominant, dominant unit. Mason or uh, Michael McLeod, the Mason defensive coordinator, up for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. As is San Antonio Wagner offensive coordinator Jason Starin, uh, another guy that, uh, boy, you talk about the highest scoring offense in the state. Uh, you're talking about the Wagner Thunderbirds. This was an offense that was extraordinarily hard to stop. They played physical, they played mean, and they had an identity. That identity came from their offensive coordinator, Jason Stair, and he is up for our Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. So is Duncanville defensive coordinator John Towles. Uh, this this Duncanville defense we were talking about legendary. I mean, the way that they were playing, that defensive front was so dominating all throughout the year. Uh, they were awful fun to watch. The Duncanville Panthers, one of the most dominant defenses in the state, and their defensive coordinator John Towles up for the Mr. Texas, or I'm sorry, for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. As is Pleasant Grove offensive coordinator Justin Gibson. 
the Pleasant Grove offense uh, lost a ton from their title run in 2017 and somehow came back even stronger in 2018. It was really remarkable to see that offense operate uh, under the guidance of their offensive coordinator, Justin Gibson. So those are your four nominees for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. Mason Defense Coordinator Michael McLeod, San Antonio Wagner Offensive Coordinator Jason Starin, Duncanville Defensive Coordinator John Towles, and Pleasant Grove Offensive Coordinator Justin Gibson. You can vote coming up at the end of the show on Twitter at DCTF. We'll tweet the poll. You can uh, let us know who you believe should be the 2018 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. You can vote on Twitter at DCTF. And remember, we will announce the winner here on Texas Football Today Friday, January 18th uh, at TexasFootball.com. So stay tuned for that. Max, uh, something new is on the website. Uh, yes. People may notice mm-hmm. if 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 uh, I want if you're watching the show live, uh, I want you to keep the show open, but I want you to open another tab that would be like <laughs> Command T, and I want you to go to TexasFootball.com/slash/helmets. Yeah, TexasFootball.com/slash/helmets. This is the Texas high school football helmet database, mm-hmm. uh, and and Max, this has been your baby. So I'll just let you take it away. Well, I'm going to start. This is actually, it starts with. Uh, it's not your baby, but well, it's your adopted baby. it's not baby. my baby. It's my adopted baby. I'm going to start with uh, this actually, as usual, starts with a Greg Tepper shout out. In that you saw, you were like, you know, Texas Bob is awesome. Everyone likes Texas Bob. We should have a partnership with Texas Bob so that people can go to his site and look at the stadiums and then go to our site and go back and forth and we'll just all be connected. It'll be a little ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, hey, remember the Texas High School Football Helmet Project? Mm-hmm. Because that was the coolest thing ever. Like mm-hmm. this guy, Matt Davenport, had created this site for years where you could just get like the latest helmet for whatever team to use in graphics or anything like that. You would see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. It'd be, uh, you'd be in newspapers, uh, at, at the state championships, on the video boards and the programs. Uh, if you were a Texas High School Football nerd, mm-hmm. we all are, uh, it was a site that you went to all the time. It was like mm-hmm. that was – and you still see those helmets everywhere. Yeah. And he had to shut the site down because it was just too much work and he wasn't making really enough money to justify it. And Yeah. These, and by the it, way, these helmets were basically – they were free to everybody. Yeah. Like it was yeah. – he wasn't, he wasn't yeah. making – I think he was selling a little bit of advertising yeah. on it, but on the site. But, like, I mean, we're talking pennies Yes. Uh, for, for the amount of work that he was putting in. It was not nearly enough. And the, the work isn't necessarily the designing of the helmets. Making the helmet itself, once you have everything you need, takes not that long. Uh, it's getting everything you need. The mm-hmm. logos from coaches, uh, enough pictures of the helmet to know that you're, like, doing the colors right and the, the, you know, the stripes right and all that other stuff. That research is the bear. Mm-hmm. And it can become extremely frustrating when you're trying to get all the information and there are just schools or coaches who can't get back to you because they're too busy and what's the priority with this? It's just a fan site. You know, all that stuff. I, I think that's really what makes it frustrating in the end form. Well, good news. We can we can help him with that because we have every coach's phone number. We have good relationships with, the, with those guys. And we have lots of fans who would love to help out too. So this is our way of reaching out to Matt and saying, we love you. We think this project's awesome. And to give Texas high school football fans a chance to enjoy it again. So we're taking submissions. Go to texasfootball.com slash helmets. You'll find the helmet index there. You can look at helmets. Search for your team. If the helmet up is updated and everything looks good, well, guess what? You don't have to worry about it. If there's a new helmet or an old helmet that's not there mm-hmm. and you want it on the site, 
just got to let us know. There's ways to reach out there. Uh, you can reach out to him via Gmail directly. Yeah, this is nuts. And, uh, and then we're going to be reaching out to coaches in the next month or so to get more updates from them, uh, a little bit more categorized, uh, a little bit easier and, and more organized. But uh, this is something we want to do forever. Uh, I, I have to apologize to Matt because really, if I had nothing else to do, we could have had this up like a year ago. But because we have like 20,000 things to do all the time, I just haven't been able to do it. But we're finally there. There's a great Q&A with Matt on the site. I yes. encourage if you're a big football fan, you want to read it, you learn more about him. He's a guy who's kind of been behind the scenes for years in the Texas high school football world and I think deserves a little bit more love. Um, I've invited him to come on the show sometime if he gets bored and wants to. Uh, he hasn't said if he wants to. That's all right. The show is not necessarily something everyone wants to do. But – uh, like I said, it's 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 a nod to someone who deserves it because for a lot of years he just kind of hid in the shadows and it was just kind of the site that everyone knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got shut down and we all went, no! Right. Every, everyone used it, but nobody actually like supported it. Right. Say. Right. right. You know what I mean? Took it for granted. Yes, that's for exactly. Sure. That's and we didn't want that to keep going on. We wanted it to come back and we wanted to make sure that he had a presence and that he was appreciated for the work he was doing. And uh, it was that simple. So it's bad. Man, this is nuts. Like, it yeah. really does. Awesome. Yeah. It has, like, every – I mean it. Yeah. Every helmet. Yeah. Think of the most random high school football team in the state. Just yeah. think of it. Now, go on texasfootball.com slash helmets and search it. We've got the helmet. Yeah. It's nuts. You yeah. can search like, by mascot. Yeah. You can search by yes. city. You can search So let me search – let me search – blizzards <laughs> sure enough there's winter's helmets yeah and and Mesiel yes. brings up a great point Bam, he's like Tesca. you know several several schools have multiple helmets all of them will be on there yeah this is a big part of it too right like <clears throat> matt for years wanted to keep all that stuff updated but it's really hard when a school has three helmets in one season and you can't get the logos or designs for any of them to make the helmet model so i don't know that we'll have all of them but we're gonna be doing a lot better job than anyone's been able to because we're gonna be able to help matt kind of round up all that information and whatever he can do uh you know yeah we'll get we'll get done and i can't guarantee we'll have every helmet but we're gonna have a heck of a lot more helmets than anyone else so, has ever had so that's the thing yeah. and, and and one of and the, that's just fun for fans one of the things that we wanted to do when we launched when we launched the new site is that this is in many respects like a community website that like we are happy to just kind of gather everyone helping us out yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like we like inevitably if um if planes if the planes cowboys change their helmet yeah uh, I'm gonna look up I'm gonna make sure we have planes helmets yes we do the planes cowboys if they change their helmet in the past three years I'm gonna be honest we probably don't know about it yeah but you do yeah and as a result this can be a community project and I think yeah. that if you talk with Bob McSpadden uh, Texas Bob um he'll tell you the same thing about them he can't get to every stadium in the state right. and so he relies on people taking photos of new stadiums and sending yeah. them to him and stuff it's yeah. a community we're not you know it's 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 uh that's why we you know the, the helmets are free to, yeah. to use they're they're yeah. there for you if yeah. you want to put them on a graphic that's fine we hope you'll credit texasfootball.com and yeah. matt davenport but yeah. you know they're they're there for you and so it, it's supposed to be a community uh part of it and so it's really really cool um, and I know that there's been this has been in the making. You guys have been working together for like a year. It's been a while. Uh, if you've noticed on the site, we definitely have more updated helmets. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to our team pages, yes. texasfootball.com slash team yep. uh, slash whatever your team is, we've tried to keep the helmets updated there. And you'll see on a few schools, Matt has had some time to update some in the meantime that I've been able to kind of dig up the information for him so that he could do the graphics. Um, I know I like Gunter is a great example. We have the newest Gunter mm-hmm. uh, helmet with like the silvery chrome graphics on it um we're gonna do a lot more stuff like that so 
Really, it's just look. Everything we do at Texas. Yeah, the Lake Travis one has the right number of stars. Yeah, right. I was about to. Well, if you feel uh, on the left of the Lake Travis one, Alito all the way down the yeah. side for the, uh, to the history side. Yeah, if you go to the team pages, we've tried to archive them, so mm-hmm. you'll see like if you go to Lake Travis, they do have like all the Lake Travis helmets that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do that for more teams. We just haven't had time yet. Um, but it, it is. It's just everything about Dave Campbell's Texas Football, TexasFootball.com is about the community of Texas football. This show, Texas Football mm-hmm. Today, is about the community of high school football and college football in Texas. Um, and this is just another way to bring everyone together for a new fun thing that we all like. So uh, my thanks to Matt yes. for being up for it, right? Like he could have just thrown in the towel and been like, you know what? It's not worth it to me. Mm. Um, it was a fun time, but, I've, you know, he's got a family. He's busy. Um, but, you know, we were like, hey, you know, we, we, we can make this work. So we're excited to bring it back. If anyone has suggestions from helmets to different ways it can be organized or wants to help with something, I'm all ears. I'm here for you. Let's let's hear it. But this uh, is yes. But number one, first and foremost, just excited to have it back. And big thanks to Matt Davenport for uh, for deciding it was still worth his time. It was very very cool. So we appreciate uh, everyone who who put that put this all together. Especially yeah, and, uh, and that, I want to say that too. Big shout out to our developers at Select yes. Interactive. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeremy, the designer, Jeremy Burton, who I work with, he came up with this design, and it's just a really quick search, right? There's all the helmets on one page. You type in a team, and all of a sudden, boom, it's just they're right there in front of you. Uh, that's that's a really great user experience, so I love that, too. So there you go. TexasFootball.com slash helmets, you nerds. Enjoy it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please go on to TexasFootball.com slash Insider and become an insider. Just do it, please. Uh, a little bit earlier, we had an opportunity to sit down uh, and have a conversation with the new head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs, Coach Jared Rye, taking over this program. Uh, excited to see what he does with this very proud program down there uh, in, in, as he calls it, God's country. Here's our conversation with new Burnett coach Jared Rye here on Texas Football Today. Max, let's go to the hotline and bring in the new head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs. We are joined by Coach Jared Rye. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate y'all having me on. How are things in beautiful Burnett, Texas? Man, uh, beautiful is a, is the key word right there. It's uh, it's a blessing to live down here in in God's country, down here in the Hill Country. Things are going great. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about about your move. You, this is a, an internal hire. Uh, you know, Kurt Jones, uh, the the longtime coach there for Burnett, is going to stay on as athletic director, and you're making the move uh, from offensive coordinator over to the big chair. And so, uh, you know, I know this is uh, obviously you're really excited about it, but but I'm interested in in, in your reaction when you found out that uh, that this was uh, going to be your job. Well, uh, for one thing, it was it was unexpected. Uh, you know, I know that they have actually been talking about uh, splitting the AD and head coaching job here for a year or so. And I knew Kurt had expressed interest in that had it happened going to the AD role. Uh, but uh, when when I was called in a couple of weeks before the break, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen that day. And uh, I actually didn't know that it was going to happen, you know, this offseason. Mm-hmm. So uh was surprised. And uh but uh, also, you know, feel blessed to have the opportunity for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they go get that first head coaching job, uh, aren't so fortunate to do it in a place that has had the success that they have had here in Burnett. And so 
uh, you know, feel really blessed to be able to, to step into this job. You know, you mentioned that that's uh, this is not your everyday high school football job in, in, in Texas, let alone in the nation. This is a, a program down there in Burnett with big expectations, a program uh, with great pedigree and great tradition. Uh, it, I'll, I'll ask you the question. Is there is there any sort of pressure? Is there any sort of, uh, you know, that that kind of feeling stepping into the big job that, wow, OK, we got to go out there and we got to perform? Well, uh, yeah, there is, but I don't know that I would have it any other way. You know, uh, I want to be in a place that wants to win. You know, I, I don't know that I would be okay being in a place that was okay with not winning. And so, you know, you, you want the expectations to be high. You want people to, uh, expect to win. And with that, you know, call it pressure. I don't know what you call it, but, uh, you know, I, I love that. You know, I think, uh, anyone that's a competitor loves situations that are, that have some pressure in them, whether that's one of our kids playing in a game or, or, you know, me as the head coach here, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that opportunity to be in a place that that expects to win. This is a move that got made uh, back in December, uh, early December, uh, December 11th to be specific. Uh, so so now you had an opportunity, I'm sure, to to talk with your your kids and talk with the team. They're they're obviously used to you. You've been uh, around this program for a little bit since you returned uh, back in 2014. But but I'm interested. What was your message to your kids the first time you addressed them, not as the offensive coordinator, not as assistant coach, uh, Rye, but but as head coach, Rye? Well, I think the number one thing was I wanted them to know what they could expect of me even before I told them what I would expect of them. And, you know, like you said, the the kids here uh, know me a little bit of, of who I am, but I've never been the, the one standing up in front of them the majority of the time. Um, but what I wanted them to know is that I was not going to ask anything out of them that I wasn't willing to do myself. And the, and the number one thing being they were going to get my absolute best energy and effort every single day. And if they would give me that, then we could put the roadmap together of what, what everything else looked like, uh, you know, to make this what we want it to be. Uh, but but I wanted them to, to know that, that, uh, that they were going to get the best of me every single day. And in turn, you know, that's what I was going to expect of, of the coaches in our office and, and then, uh, you know, in turn of the kids uh, in, the, in the locker room as well. We're talking with Jared Rye, the head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, this was a, a job that, that you're familiar with, a place that you're familiar with. Um, you are a, a guy who was here for, you know, from 1999 to and six you're here uh during the, the a bit of the bob shipley era down there in burnett uh you left for for eight years and you come back why was the move back to burnett the right move for you and your family man it was really uh a lot of factors that that uh, led to that decision you know i went to uh midlothian with robbie clark who was the defense coordinator for us here in burnett when i was here the first time and and uh you know we coached in a couple state championships together he ended up going to rockdale uh uh, tried to get us to go there with him. We stayed in Burnett with Coach Shipley, and then he went to Midlothian and offered us a job there. And I just felt like it was time for me to go see what was out there, I guess, and ended up being in the Metroplex for, for eight years. You know, was with Coach Clark for uh, four years at Midlothian and then uh, with Lee Wigginton uh, there for four years at Midlothian High School before he went on to Midlothian Heritage. And uh, there, there was just a spring that, uh, you know, my wife worked from home and she was she's an accountant and had worked for an accounting firm down here in Round Rock. And she was wanting to get back in the office. And, uh, you know, we were just uh, our, our kids were my son was in fifth grade at the time, my daughter in third grade. And uh, we were wanting to uh, maybe get them in a little smaller school. Um, you know, they both are excited all year, whatever sport is in season is their favorite sport at the time. And 
And at the at the bigger school up there at Midlothian High, we knew it was going to be a little tougher for them to to play multiple things. So wanted to give them the opportunities to go do that. And then my wife and I both grew up in Georgetown, so uh, closer to home uh, and some family for both of us. And then the fact that we were familiar with the Burnett area and uh, and that Coach Jones had a job back then to offer uh, almost made it seem like uh, you know it was a perfect storm of all different kind of stuff that that made that move happen. Uh, it, it seems like serendipity that that you're here now as as the head coach uh, there of the Burnett Bulldogs. I want to touch a little bit uh, back on the 2018 season. I think uh, a season that, uh, you know, you took your lumps, uh, a two and eight year for, for Burnett. I know not up to, uh, to y'all's standard, but uh, a team that was remarkably young as well. It seemed like um, you guys are going to bring back almost everybody uh, from this past year's team. What do you think that your team learned in 2018 that's going to help them going forward to 2019? Well, I mean, for one thing, you know, we played 13 sophomores and a freshman on the varsity. And, uh, and and so half the kids on our roster were were kids that had never played on a Friday night before. And, you know, they get thrown into a district that has Liberty Hill in it, who played in the state championship, who has Lampasas in it, who, gosh dang, they were they were just really, really good last year. Canyon Lake is a great program. Fredericksburg, Taylor, who year in and year out are very competitive. And it's just not a district you want to go into with a bunch of really young kids. And so the number one thing that – that we got out of last year was experience. You know, we're obviously uh, hope to be better off from from having kids who the, the lights aren't going to be too bright on Friday night for them. And, uh, you know, they've got a year of, of, of playing varsity football under their belt, and, and we hope that helps us a ton. The experience is probably the number one thing that we hope to take from last year. Yeah, you know, you look up and down your, your roster, it is. It, it seems like it's just juniors and sophomores. Uh, you know, specifically, I, w- I want to focus a little bit on uh, on a pair of sophomores. You've got Marcus Escamilla, your, your running back, uh, and Jackson Denton, your, your receiver. These guys, uh, second team all district uh, there, which, uh, you know, as a sophomore is certainly saying something. And, and you as the offensive coordinator obviously had uh, – a lot of uh, a lot of uh, influence on those guys, and, and a lot of time to to spend with them. Uh, how important are those guys uh, going forward as sophomores? How important are they going to be to to what you guys want to do in 2019, and I guess in 2020? Yeah, they're, you know they're going to be huge. Uh, both of those kids are are very talented players that can do a lot of different stuff. You know, either one of those guys could line up in the backfield, could line up at receiver, could get in the wildcat and, and be a quarterback. In fact, Jackson, uh, you know, he played six games at quarterback for us last year, and then we felt like personnel wise we needed to move some stuff around. And man, he he goes to receiver the last three ball games, and, and he just flourishes. And and so we thought that was a great move for him, and it it let us. Uh, use him in a lot of different ways but they're just both both talented kids that uh you know those two along with uh, a kid named blaine burkhalter who will be a senior next year who um who missed three district games with injuries but you know he had 270 yards and five touchdowns receiving against fredericksburg on a friday night he's a talented kid too and and all those three kids plus some others are just kids that we need to spread the ball out to and and feel like we're going to be fortunate enough to put you know, five kids on the field that you got to cover them all. And uh, so we need to find a way to get the ball to all of them, and, and they're going to help us a ton. And, and all those kids will see time, you know, probably defensively too. You know, that's something that we're working on right now personnel-wise is how do we get the best kids on the field when they got to be there, and, and their names will come up when we start talking – uh, defensively as well. We're talking with Jared Rye, the head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, I know another uh, one of your responsibilities down there in Burnett has been uh, helping out with the track team. And and we hear all the time uh, from coaches saying, look, in the offseason, the offseason isn't just about getting in the weight room. The offseason isn't just about you know going out there and, and, and running routes or watching film. Uh, you want kids out there running track. And, and, and I'm interested, you know, from your perspective, 
How important is it for your guys, the, the guys who are going to end up uh, lining up for you on Friday nights, how important is it for, for them to be involved in the track team as well? Well, I think that it's huge for a lot of a lot of reasons. Obviously, the fact that, you know, you're going to get faster the more you go out there and run. Running's no different than anything else. You work at it, you get better at it. And, and so there's the obvious benefit of just being faster and that helping you on the field. But it's everything that goes with it when it comes to work ethic and the mental toughness of going and running a, a 400 and, the, you know, just uh, being selfless in that this track team needs you to help and, and it's bigger than you. And, and all those things that have nothing to do with running a football play but are crucial in winning football games you know uh there's just so much carryover and, and i think the number one thing is just the toughness factor it's not easy to go run track and we understand that but you know we want kids who can look past what's easy and, and go attack things that are hard and be better for it and coach finally i know this is your, your first head coaching job and, and and you know you talk with coaches they'll tell you uh they take a little bit from from every coach that they coach with and they, they you know they're all just a bit of a, a mishmash of all their different influences um he's still your boss Kurt Jones and so uh sure. what what did you you know in in your years coaching under coach Jones what have you drawn from him uh, that you think you're going to take forward as the head coach well I, I can tell you this is Kirk Jones is an amazing human being and he just uh cares about people on a whole nother level and uh and so you start to understand that how, how important relationships are and things like that and, and uh and you're right you do learn something from every coach and I'll definitely take that from coach Jones is that he's just a good person that cares about people and and uh you know when, when this is all said and done and you win and lose games and do all those things at the end of it uh relationships are what matter and uh, and you hope to build them you know with coaches with players with community members with all that stuff and Texas high school football is such a Awesome chance to go do that, and and, uh, and you know I hope to do a lot of that. He is Jared Rye. He is the new head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs. Coach, congratulations on the new gig. Best of luck in the off season, and we'll be talking to you down the road. Greg, thanks so much. I appreciate y'all having me. Go Bulldogs! There he is, Jared Rye, the new head coach of the Burnett Bulldogs. Big expectations down there in Bulldog Country, and uh, you know would be I'd like to see them get back on track. That's a, that's a program that. Uh, he's a blue blood. He's got a lot of got a lot of pedigree down there. Excited to see what Coach Rye can do uh, with them, and uh, a guy who obviously knows the program. He was there ninety nine oh six, and then he was gone for a couple of years, and now he's back. So he knows that program very very well. So we appreciate Jared Rye of Burnett taking a little bit of time to talk with us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, Chester Bradley says they vote today at four thirty on the new coach of course, can of football coach Hal Watson. It'll be Hal Wasson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might have to get him on the barring, show. Barring something crazy, which won't happen. Yeah, I don't think so. Very, very They're, rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. That's does the, rarely. So here's the thing. If the board goes rogue and the vote doesn't go well, it looks bad. That's that's Always. the thing. So so that's, that's something that's probably worth mentioning yeah. is that um, we're going to be reporting a lot of uh, coaching hires and things like that. All of those are – Basically, all of them are uh, dependent on the board approving them. Mm-hmm. The board approves the the school board approves ninety nine point nine percent of hires. Yep. Uh, so uh, it'll happen, and and so yeah, we're excited to have Coach Wasson back in the mix uh, there at Corsicana. Uh, I know that he has had that coaching itch, so we're excited to get him back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Ed McElroy says uh, concerning assistant coaches, especially at small schools. Mm. Don't the head coaches control both the offense and defense? Not as much as you would mm-hmm. think. Uh, 
as Still time yeah. as time go, I, I think that's more of a bygone era thing. As time goes on now, more and more of these guys are are really handing more of the reins. Delegating. Now he's right. At smaller schools, it doesn't happen nearly as much. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I think at the bigger schools, especially in an era now where you know head coaches don't have to teach, and a lot of times coordinators don't teach. Yeah. Uh, that means they've got a lot of pressure to uh, to make those play calls and do that job by themselves. Now, there, I will say this. There are a fair number of schools where maybe a head coach calls the plays. Right. Right. Uh, now, he may do that, but he still has an offensive coordinator who's going to be in charge of getting the offense ready for I that mean, week. I mean, you see that in the NFL, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You see play head callers. coaches yeah, be the play caller as well. So, yeah, um, so yeah I, I would say that, that uh, the, the, the assistants are more of a reflection, especially the small school, of how those yeah. uh, teams operate as opposed to the individual play calls. Yeah, yeah. They, might, they might have, like, a philosophy or something right. that they thought, like, hey, yes. run my scheme or something like that. Bingo. But, like... You know, down to down. You know, unless the head coach chips in, like, "Hey, let's throw something here." It's it's the play. It's the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator making the individual play calls. Yeah. Perfect example is the Gibson brothers at Pleasant Grove. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those guys are lockstep. Yes. Mm-hmm. On that offense together, uh, I don't think it's 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 heavy one way or the other. Which that's a lot of credit to your OC. If your OC is is working just as hard as your head coach on that and making a lot of those calls himself, mm-hmm. uh, that deserves a little recognition. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of the perfect example. There and then uh, lots of good comments today, mostly about Greg's facial hair. But uh, mm-hmm. I do want to remind people the Friday night Friday night lights show is happening. Mm-hmm. We are working on it as we speak. Most of us have watched at least half of our first uh, assignment here. We will be reviewing episodes one through eleven of season one on this Friday's show. It'll be a pre-taped. We're gonna re- we're gonna record it on Wednesday and then edit it together with lots of elements and parts and and you know sound bites from the show, things like that. Um, it's going to be a really fun, new kind of thing that we've, we've never really done anything like this for the mm-hmm. show. Um, it'll be available on YouTube, but we'll play it live on Friday for the first time before we post it anywhere. Uh, and we'll be in the comments with you guys on Facebook here, uh, talking back and forth with you on some of the points we made and, uh, and, and maybe adding some more commentary to it. So get excited. Because we are. We already had our first sort of meeting about it this morning. Meeting. Uh, mostly just argue us arguing in the bullpen over here about everything that happens. I have but, uh, thoughts. I've, I'm through five We have a million thoughts about thoughts. Uh, about the first season of Friday Night Lights. Uh, it'll be Texas high school football experts breaking down Friday Night Lights, the TV series. That will be Friday on the show. We're recorded on Wednesday. I hope you guys are excited because we're really excited about it. And that's it. There you go. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.